Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2137, 11 Things That Will Help You Get Through Tough Times in Life, part two, by Sabrina of TheBuddingOptimist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, and welcome to OLD, where I read to you like a big ongoing audiobook, but from many different authors. Today's a continuation from yesterday, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first, that's episode 2136. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. 11 Things That Will Help You Get Through Tough Times in Life, Part 2, by Sabrina of TheBuddingOptimist.com. Number four, it's okay to cry. It seems like as a society, we've made a pariah out of negative emotions, such as fear or sadness. Everywhere I turn these days, I see mottos like, good vibes only, or just stay positive as if negative feelings are this terrible, evil enemy we must expel from our minds with the utmost tenacity. I can't disagree more. One of the best lessons I learned about human nature is that the more we try to run away from an emotion or pretend it doesn't exist, the more it will come back to haunt us, kind of like the villains in my favorite 90s slasher movies. The best way to deal with an emotion, whether positive or negative, is to accept it, experience it, and let it go. So if you feel like you need a good cry because you're having the worst day, week, month, or even year of your life, don't hold yourself back. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You're not weak. On the contrary, being in tune with your emotions and being able to appropriately express them are signs of wisdom and personal strength. Not to mention crying can benefit your mind and body. Shedding tears not only helps release toxins, it can reduce stress and pain. It's no wonder I always feel a sense of lightness and peace after a good cry, like the calm after a storm. And crying doesn't mean you're admitting defeat. I know because I've cried many, many times during the tough times in my life, and it didn't make me any less of a fighter. In fact, it made me stronger. I let myself acknowledge and feel my emotions when they come, and then I let them go. Without the burden of repressed emotions, my spirit is light, and I'm able to go further. I cry, I breathe, and then I carry on. Number five, you're not alone. There are and there will be moments when you feel like nobody cares. That's simply not true. Remember, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. All you need to do is reach out and say, I need help. I know someone, I'll call her Lindsay, who recently went through a difficult series of operations on her neck. Lindsay said one of the toughest parts about the whole thing was asking for help. 
Lindsay took pride in being extremely self-reliant and hated the idea of relying on others for basic things like getting the groceries, cleaning up the house, and doing the laundry. And who could she depend on? She lived alone. Her father, the only family she has, lived in another country, and they weren't really close. And because she was so independent, almost to a fault, she didn't have that many friends. But Lindsay was amazed at how a friend, not a particularly close one before her ordeal, stepped up to Lindsay's call for help. This woman did everything from bringing her food to driving Lindsay to and from hospital appointments and more. She took a genuine interest in Lindsay's well-being and devoted much of her time and energy to Lindsay's care, even when Lindsay didn't ask her to. And through this experience, they were able to get to know each other on a deeper level and develop a stronger bond. Lindsay's story reminds us that kindness is never too far away and that we're not as alone as we may believe we are. Somebody does care, somebody will listen, and somebody is going to be by your side. All you need to do is reach out and you will find a hand. I know that getting through dark times will take more than just a few reminders, so now I'm gonna show you a few actionable things you can do to better cope. Six things you can do to cope with tough times. Number one, pay attention to the good moments. Ever notice how one small negative event like encountering a rude driver on your commute home can ruin your otherwise amazing day? Turns out we're naturally wired to focus more on the negative. This is why many things seem to go wrong when we're in a low period in our life and it feels like we just can't catch a break. So what can we do about it? Negative experiences, as we all know, are kind of unavoidable. According to neuropsychologist Dr. Rick Hansen, we need to make a deliberate effort to notice the positive moments in our daily lives. Spending an extra 30 seconds of our time to appreciate a positive experience will help make the experience sink into our brain and the seemingly trivial habit over time will lead to a greater sense of happiness. Number two, exercise. Can you exercise your way out of a tough time in your life? In reality, no, but you will feel better. Science shows that exercise is beneficial for not just our body, but also for our mind. Number three, stick to a consistent routine. I used to hate the idea of living a life with regimented and consistent routines until routines saved me from anxiety and depression during the toughest periods of my life. Who knew simple things like making the bed every morning, taking a walk around the neighborhood after lunch, or going to sleep at the same time every night could have such a powerful effect. So if you're going through a tough time, resist the urge to throw all your usual routines out the window. Instead, find a way to maintain consistent routines in your life. Doesn't matter if the tasks seem mundane, repetitive, or insignificant. Do them enough times and you'll feel their magic. Number four, practice gratitude. I know it's not easy to feel thankful when we're going through hard times, but it is precisely during these times when we need to count our blessings. Research shows that engaging in a gratitude practice can make us feel more optimistic, exercise more, and get sick less often. Number five, talk to someone who's been through it. One of the best things we can do when we're having a hard time is talk to someone who's been through it. Before I had my bone marrow transplant in the summer of 2009, my hematologist decided to introduce me to a few other young patients who had gone through a transplant themselves. I remember one of them very well. Her name was Shirley, 
She was around my age and dealing with a serious leukemia diagnosis, a slightly different kind of leukemia than mine, and much more aggressive. Shirley had just gone through a transplant and was staying in a hospital room a few doors down from mine. We spent a lot of time together talking about her recent transplant experience and playing video games in her hospital room. Spending time with Shirley made me feel like I wasn't the only bald girl who was confronting the possibility of death at the height of youth. Shirley, along with the others I talked to, gave me plenty of valuable information about the transplant process from a patient's perspective. They also gave me the hope and courage I needed to push through this difficult procedure and the many months of recovery that followed. So if you're struggling, please don't seclude yourself. Find somebody who's been through what you're going through or something similar and ask if they're willing to share their stories with you. Ask for their advice and words of encouragement. Most people are happy to share whatever information they can provide to help someone else who's going through the same ordeal they had gone through. And number six, find a creative outlet. When was the last time you did something artsy and creative? If it's been a while, then it's time to pick up that paintbrush or Polaroid camera or poetic pen or coloring marker again. Because creative activities not only provide healthy distractions in a time of stress and uncertainty, they can also improve our brain function and our mental health. You just listened to part two of the post titled 11 Things That Will Help You Get Through Tough Times in Life by Sabrina of TheBuddingOptimist.com. Thank you again to Sabrina, who's been through a ton. We've heard routines come up in the last few episodes, really important, and I particularly like the tip about talking to someone who's been through it. I think that's underrated. And last, she has a bunch of inspirational quotes for tough times at the end of her article. You can find the link to it in this episode's description and at oldpodcast.com if you wanna check out those quotes. But I'll leave it there for today. Have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you tomorrow for Minimalist Monday, where your optimal life awaits.